I think that needs to become the new way we kick off the show. Just have Kelsey say something, <laughs> drop a bomb on me right before we hit record. Let's do it. That was a good one. Thank you. <clears throat> Pull myself this, together. This, you know me. This is Tony. All the time. Yes. No. <laughs> yes. yes. No, that's Tony. I don't, yeah, you know what? I'm, I, I hope we have properly used everybody's names. So I go by Bossy's group, but I'm Jenny, and I'm here with Alana, Kelsey, hey. and Tony. Hey. Hi. The three that actually make the show interesting and Yummy worth goes. listening to. Aww. 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 No, you're definitely Aww. interesting if oh, you don't no, think so. You are too, and you guys are half my damn age. Well, I appreciate that. Okay, so let's see. Uh, today we were going to talk about two things, but as Alana said, is it okay if we don't get to everything? Because she's a producer. She wants to keep <laughs> us on task. We can wander any way we want to wander. Cool. But what I wanted to start with uh, this morning was this whole concept about the fact that all of your early career lessons are probably going to be about people because there aren't a lot of people issues that you have to deal with when you are in school and not really a lot when you're first starting out. Usually they start to rear their ugly head when you're in your first infield career. Mm -hmm. That's when you first get exposed to office politics and to all of the issues that can come with that. So that was where I wanted to start today. I don't know if anybody had anything that they wanted to kick us off with or if you wanted me to take. I said we roll with that. I like that. Do you like that? Yeah. Because it happens to be very true. So we've talked before about the um, generational gap. That's one of the most common um, work issues that you guys are going to deal with. But this crew, everybody's going to be different. You guys have such a good handle on that. I don't think we have to really spend a lot of time on that. And if you want to find out how well this crew handles it, you'll have to go back and listen to our very first episode. Uh, But we will spare everybody that. When I say uh, it's your first set of issues around people because... Having somebody yell at you, having somebody um, sabotage your work behind your back, having somebody really like your stuff in a way that makes you uh, nervous or unclear, uh, putting in and not getting your first promotion. Like there are just so many things that you have to navigate when you first hit the work world that are about people. And, And there are aren't a lot of classes that you can take no. uh, that teach you guys how to navigate that. You know, you're going to be down to value levels stuff and individual communication style level stuff. Uh, but really, the only thing that helps you navigate it uh, in the early days is getting experience with the different situations. And sometimes you'll screw them up and sometimes you won't. Learning to take no for an answer. Learning. Kind of. Well, oh, or at least huge. learning how to like accept it, you know, yeah. and, and cope with it. <laughs> or even that a lot of things take more time than you might want them to. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's patience, a whole episode all by it, itself. Yeah. Oh, and my patience God. Patience is just very important to have. And things that don't go your way aren't always personal. But it's funny you said take no for an answer. I had a very young uh, social media coordinator working for me, and I was explaining that I work very quickly. And so I'm going to say yes and no a lot. And if I say no and you don't like my no, if you need to understand the why behind it, please stop and ask me. And I think that's a very important one that um, can create some misunderstandings. A lot of times the boss isn't going to have the time to explain it. So it just feels like, a well, shit, that was a really good idea. And I got shot down, and I think that's wrong because yeah. uh, you don't know the why behind it. So when things calm down, 
uh, that's when I would recommend you circle back and say, can you fill me in on why you didn't select my project or take on my idea? That way I can fine-tune it and come up with a better one next time. That's usually a, uh, a good place to start when you get the no. I gotcha. And try, I don't know. I try not to take it too personally, too. Sometimes if it's like a no to an idea, of like anything, really, it just... Mm -hmm. I mean, I noticed Kelsey and I together, we struggled with it. I Like, we struggled with people saying, not no per se, but people not necessarily agreeing with you either, you know. You might have an idea or something, and you might say, hey, let's go with this, and then you take it personally because somebody says. They're like, no. No, that's not a good idea. Yep, or, skip. And you, you're like, well, they just don't like me as a person, mm -hmm, <laughs> I guess. Mm -hmm. They think I'm dumb or <laughs> that things like that. That is so natural. That is so natural. I always uh, like to remind everybody, you're not there to make friends. You're there to make a living. And the boss's job is really, they're, they're getting paid to think, right? They are the brain for rent at that particular company in that particular uh, situation. And so all they're doing is evaluating all of the ideas and all of the options and selecting the one that they think is going to do the best for the company. That's really their only yardstick. But yeah, it, that's a pretty pragmatic yardstick. And if it's something that you really had your heart in, uh, it can sting. That's absolutely natural. That's normal. So the best thing you can do is remind yourself over and over again that it wasn't personal. But more importantly, when you can find out why it wasn't a good idea, have the boss, and again, they might not have the time in the moment, but when there is time to later go back and find out what was wrong about your idea, what was different about your idea versus the idea that was selected, and then you need to take that feedback into account as you formulate your next one, because then your next one should be better, because your next one will incorporate what that feedback was, and then hopefully, sooner or later, one of your ideas or suggestions will be implemented, if in fact you're incorporating the information you're getting from your boss on why why stuff is getting picked. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah. You get results from, you know, taking, listening to everybody. And mm -hmm. don't blow up and make a big deal about it in front of everybody when the boss does tell you no. Because mm -hmm. it doesn't look good and it's not going to get you anywhere and mm -hmm. it's not going to be beneficial. So mm -hmm. wait and try to adjust it again at a later time. Maybe his mind will change or maybe he'll sit and think on your idea. I don't know if it's like a personality thing, but I feel like that's just one thing I've never been able to do was blow up in front of somebody at work. <laughs> I feel like that's just one of those things. I, I feel like I've I've definitely gone off, but I've never gone off publicly and like try like like I've never felt so angry that I had to like storm out of a room or something. <laughs> but well, this is where I'm gonna say congratulations but because I, but you I better mean, not. I, there's so many times that like I I feel like it, it's just necessary though. <laughs> Like, yeah. it feels like that's the only way you're going to get heard sometimes. So I'm going to give you a really tough yeah. work rule here, dude. Uh, the the privilege of losing your temper is something that comes with rank. And so if I have a young staff member go off, I am immediately telling my person they are emotional. Uh, they are a loose cannon. They can't contain their emotions at work. And so I'm going to make a mental note because that behavior is not cool. This is what sucks about work because the flip side of it is... The adults can scream ah, at anything they want to. The guy in charge yeah. or the girl in charge. Or even not. Even not. But but they can. You're exactly right. It sucks, but it's absolutely true. That's why there's an old rule. Rank has its privilege, and that's one of them. So I'm really glad you haven't done that. Don't do that for a long, long time. <laughs> well, I was going to say, is it... Well, we actually... I think we talked about this. Us... Three, uh, maybe you were with us. We talked about telling somebody you can do the job. If you think you can do the job better, then do it. Yeah. yeah. Is that? 
no. I mean, Ouch. if you gotta get a, if I there's just a point, what you said, I'm like, well, no, but there, there'll but be people there'll that'll be come a... in here and they'll be like, oh, you guys aren't doing this, you're not doing that. Well, if 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 you think we're doing so awful, mind you, this isn't their field at all. There'll be just somebody around, for a the client day. maybe, yeah, Let's per se. It. Um, it's like if you think that we're doing so awful and you want it this way, this way, and this way, why don't you come sit down and try? So I can understand why your pride would make you want to respond that way. But um, as your professional mentor, I would encourage you to never, ever, ever let those words cross your mouth. When you know what the person is saying to you is wrong, technically. Just smile and nod. I was, Well, I wouldn't smile and but yeah, I'll give you the equivalent of smile and nod, which is I hear you. I understand. I hear you. I, your whole Your whole goal in that moment is to end that moment. Yeah. So you want that person to leave. You want the situation to be diffused. You want that moment to end. So you're not oh, going to make it worse, right? You're just going to be, I hear you. Now, what I will say, and it's so funny you guys brought this up because I literally made a note called expertise, especially in technical areas. The younger professional today may very often know a lot more than the older person who's giving you bad direction. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be able to convince them. So what I want you to do in those situations is think of this as a campaign of knowledge. And what you are going to do is very slowly and methodically build your boss's knowledge base so that it eventually equals yours. Now, obviously what you're doing is trying to convince them to come onto your side eventually, but you're going to get there when they are as informed as you are. But how do you begin to get that message through to them? Just pacify them first. I get it, I guess. To end the situation. Just end it. But to to get their knowledge to be equal to yours, when there's an opportunity mm-hmm. to sit down and go over something, not in that situation where tempers are flaring, yeah. in a late, at a later date when things are calm, hey, do you have some time? I would love to walk you through why I was thinking that made sense. Let me take you through my board. Let me take you through my thoughts. Let me take you through what I know about this space. So it's just a conversation. And if the boss is halfway decent, the boss would be more than happy to say, yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Mm-hmm. I have a, a client who I'm working with right now. She's, she's pretty smart at brand advertising. Um, and the person, the, the big boss where she works, has opinions that are very different and potentially uninformed. So mm-hmm. she's uh, working on mood boards. So she's going to build her case visually. Some people think visually. Other people learn by by doing things. Here's this. Yes, exactly. So you are educating in a warm, inclusive, collaborative way so that eventually the knowledge base between you and whoever you're working with is equal. And then you come off as less of a smartass, I feel. Oh, there's no smart alecky stuff associated with it. If you do it right, you're just going to come off as nice and helpful and easy to work with. Now, let's say this person may, may not want to learn from you. Let's say they, they don't want to take the hints. It, it's hard. They're a little bit more thick-headed. Let's, let's try that. Now, let's say no matter how hard you do it, and you can even prove them, but they don't want to admit that they're wrong. How do you handle that situation? So um, that's why we say there are always three ways to your end goal. One is to go over it. Um, one is to go through it, which is my educational example. And one in that situation is probably to go around it. Um, this is some high-level office political stuff here, but truly the solution is for you to find a way to do what it is you're trying to do without the person who would be disagreeing with you 
to know. I get it. If the product of whatever you're doing looks good enough and matches up to their expectations, they might not necessarily have to know the, the process it took to get there. Exactly. How you did it. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly right. I gotcha. And that sounds a little sneaky, and I don't mean it to. I mean, we all have to do things that are required in a certain situation to achieve the results that we're after. But yes, that's exactly right. See how smart you are? You picked up on it right away. <laughs> you'll be able to. You'll be able to. It does to... just seem a little sneaky, but you know, I guess that's you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> if, if the end result that you're going for is to make the business better, and they could be like, "Ha, huh, look what I did." Well, your your intentions are noble, and so you know how whatever it takes to get things done. Those are all things you got to figure out. Well, then I think the escalation stuff might come into play, too, like you said, bringing it to your yes, boss. Yes, absolutely. But that's a card you don't want to play yeah. until you absolutely until have, you have to. Until you have to, yeah. Because it can, it can come with some residual effects. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. you got to be chill, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of chill... <laughs> Uh, is that it? All right, we're, I guess we're, uh, they're telling me we got to take a quick break, so we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back with more work hacks with Posse Skirt. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot com. As a business owner, you're always looking to save money and cut costs where you can. If you advertise on radio or television, you know it can get pretty pricey. If radio and TV aren't delivering like they promised, and you're looking for a more reasonably priced way to get your message to the masses, I've got an answer for you. New Radio Media. With live streaming and on-demand programming, your message can be seen throughout the day, and you can worry a little less about cutting those costs. For more information, go to newradiomedia.com or call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999. Ah, low budget movie version. 60s TV version. Early 2000s high school pseudo adaption that eventually grows into the geek we all know and love version here. I'm getting paid a lot of money to be here, so listen up. Watch the Geektainment channel on newradiomedia.com. It's geek approved. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. Drop me a bomb. 
Drop me a bomb. Who's this song by? Uh, they're called the Firelights. Aren't oh, yeah. they awesome? Yeah, I just dropped a bomb on me. Baby. <laughs> Baby. So we were talking at the break because there were so many other things we wanted to talk about. And we quickly devolved and started circling around <laughs> one particular type of person. And that is a shitty person. That could be a boss. That could be a coworker, That could be a customer. Clearly, my, my awesome crew here has a lot of thoughts and opinions on shitty people. There's and so hopefully many I can give you guys some good advice on how to handle them. So who wants to go first? I, I just, always go first. I'm gonna, I'm gonna okay. throw it I off to you. I just have a lot guys. of experience dealing with people in general because of my like hospitality and bartending and serving uh -huh. background. And being so, a producer, yeah. So like that, I think um, bleeds into my producer skill set of mm -hmm. like just kind of like uh, representing the company mm -hmm. uh, or the the host or whatever you know in the best way possible, the most professional way possible. I think that's one of the things that I actually really. Uh, pride myself on is my professionalism um and it's uh, when you go home though it sucks because well, like you just you just feel like like humanity just sucks sometimes mm -hmm. well especially if you're somebody who's constantly professional dealing with people who are not mm -hmm. can especially be you know, exhausting. exhausting yeah 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 it's yeah. exhausting so i'm gonna i'm gonna put them into three categories they're shitty bosses shitty coworkers, and shitty customers so i have some some good advice i don't think any of you guys have a shitty boss right now though yeah uh, which is great uh so if you do ever find yourself uh, with a shitty boss, I have a, a quick and easy three-part plan. The first one is, we talked about it earlier, it's not personal. You're there to make a living, not make any friends, so constantly remind yourself of that. Number two, there's good in everybody, but when you're dealing with a shitty person, boss, coworker, customer, there's just less of it. You just gotta look harder. <laughs> you gotta look harder. Oh. So, uh, you know, I, I used to have a, I had a, a really shitty boss once. Um, I think I actually talked about this. But their spouse was fantastic. So I would be like, Oh, yeah. I'm going to focus on the spouse because that means there's something good there. Um, <laughs> it helps. Um, and then the, the last part is just be planning your next step because the absolute worst part about working with a shitty boss is the stuff that makes them shitty can unintentionally become part of your skill set if you're there for too long. Run away. So, yeah, away. from a self preservation, hanging on to your professionalism mm -hmm. and qualities Sanity. and skills that you feel good about the longer you work for a shitty boss the higher the odds that you become one yourself so that's that's my biggest uh, cautionary warning yeah. there but co-workers are harder because you know you're all peers mm -hmm. so you're not necessarily in a position to tell them what to do and they certainly don't have power over you the way a boss does mm -hmm. so they can be their own brand of difficult to maneuver anybody had a particularly shitty employee that uh, or excuse me co-worker that uh you had some challenges with? I used to have a coworker at the fish store actually that would literally he would he would just tell you what to go do and sit down. I feel like and that's do nothing. everywhere. But There's he those... was he wasn't it wasn't his job to tell me what to do. Yeah, oh, no, that's Yeah, that, that, he wasn't a manager. Yeah. <laughs> he was no. 
He just he wanted he was just to older be on than TV. Me. And he oh. was just older than me. Oh, well, and that happens too. Took yeah. advantage of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or when there's people that claim the work that you did when they're not doing anything all day, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we got this done." You're like, "Ha no, I I got that done." That's <laughs> not reference to here. Well, and then I've been I, several different places. Well, I've had that same situation at the fish store, but with actually people who are younger than me, where I end up picking up a lot of the slack and then don't take any of the claim because I don't want to be that, I don't want to be that guy or who's like, people, "Hey, I did it all myself," you know, yeah. or I did I didn't have that or when people are being demanding and impatient but don't lift a finger to help exactly hey get to this right now when you get a chance i'm gonna go grab food and you're like hello (laughs) you could come assist me i'm I'm a little guilty that as a manager sometimes though you leave them well it's it's like a 16 or 17 year old kid okay he he's okay with me leaving your guidance and they need your help (laughs) they do need my guidance (laughs) i should be a better manager there's nothing more impressive than a manager who'll jump in and help with you Mm -hmm. oh of course i will owner of a company who actually comes in and does work and knows like what's going on that's that's rare. That's incredible. That's when you're like, you know what? You are dedicated, <laughs> and I like it. I always try to make it work to their benefit, though. So I'm like, if I say I'm going to go get food, I'll be like, I'm bringing you something, too. Well, see, that's nice, then. You know? you're, I'm going <laughs> nice. to get us food. You're not the total <laughs> jerk, then. <laughs> I'm doing my part. <laughs> he just asked me when I ever buy him <laughs> Today. The answer is right. today. <laughs> So yeah, so so when it's uh, again the the boss employee thing is easier, and, but it makes me sad to hear you say that you've never seen a boss jump in and roll up their sleeves and work. No, no, no. Like, I just said it's rare. Oh, gotcha. That, like, okay. You know, there's just been jobs before where like either the manager or the owner like they're mm. barely familiar with the actual job. Functions. Yeah, you know, functions of whatever company. You know, they. They just show up, mm-hmm. you know, on yeah. occasion and just drop in and you Walk get around. nervous for no reason, really, <laughs> just yeah. because of their position. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's it, I just said it's rare. It's mm-hmm. not that I've never experienced mm-hmm. it. It's yeah. just rare. Okay. I've literally worked at a fast food place before where the owner of that fast food place would come in, make sandwiches, show new people how to use the grills. It, it was really nice. Yeah. It was actually really sweet. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, have... I hated working there. It, don't get me wrong. It wasn't like, oh, it was such a good job. No, I needed the job, but the owner was phenomenal. That's great. Mm-hmm. I had to fight with my boss a couple times about whose family event is more important. Ooh. Which, yeah, His my course. mom's birthday is more important than your family event. Maybe not. <laughs> and it's my store, so I'm I'm taking the day off. Wow. Yeah, it's it's rough. <laughs> it was rough. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know how to deal with that situation, but I said, "Hey, it's your store, and mm-hmm. I'm not working. Mm-hmm. Tell me to come in. I'm not coming in." I mean, oh. it's probably not the most professional way to handle it, but I had been working there for so long at that point, I kind of had the, I kind of had a place to some clout. Yeah, exactly. I had, a, the, I had a place to say it. But you had the clout. Card. If there's any a point, if there's ever a point where your business is less important than like your day off, mm-hmm. then I, I don't know how. I don't know how my respect for you <laughs> holds mm-hmm. up, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I, like I said, I never see him do anything either, you know. So it was just, a, it was hard. <laughs> it really, it, and it affects you too. Oh, absolutely, especially when it's the boss. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it feels like it's unescapable. Yeah. There's a point. I have a, I have a buddy who works at like a mechanics shop, like for for old classic muscle cars slash storage yard, and his boss is in every day, locked in the office. Six hours a day. Watching TV. Yeah. Yep. And then he leaves. Or like watching yep, the cameras or he something. He doesn't you know? do anything for the cars. My buddy does all of it. And he has to beg for raises. I mean, he's got, he, he's been there forever, so he's got his benefits and stuff now, but yeah, it's, 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 BS. it's not great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do he's you just, 
do you just get out of it that way? I mean, do you just leave at that point, or do he, you deal with it? I mean, the, he's been working there since high school. Mind you, he's gradu- graduated from college now, and the guys bumped him up from moving cars around the lot to head mechanic. So that's a decision he's got to make. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But he he wants all the responsibilities that he has, but he wants he wants that last bump up. The guy that actually owns the place that doesn't ever do anything won't like. Step away from that, which I mean, I don't blame him. He built, he built it up, but you don't have to give me the shot. But at no, least no partner. Give me some, he like, want, my oh, friend he wants, wants to be partner. his partner. Oh, okay, yeah. Does like, he okay. have Definitely. money to buy in? I'd give him two pieces of advice. You give this to him from Bossy Skirt. The first one is he should count his blessings because, to be honest, his boss doesn't sound great. So him actually having to work day in and day out with his boss side by side might actually be a curse and not a blessing. So he should... I think he just wants more of the title, not actually working with the boss. He oh, okay. wants to keep doing what he's doing, fixing the cars, repairing the cars, popping the hoods, checking gotcha. them out, starting them up every now and then. Like they, It's like an old storage unit for mm-hmm. old school muscle cars. Mm-hmm. I don't understand... It's well, so a different tr- type so, of business. So, so true partnership is probably going to be based on the revenues that the company makes, and then him ponying up some sort of cash as a buy-in so that he can pitch to have some of the company. So he should just understand it. It, it comes with those types of strings. I just don't know if the guy would ever want anybody else next to him. Well, you, you know, you, you'd be surprised what people will say when somebody offers money as part of the deal. That's true. That's true. That's just. But yeah, that's a situation. The yeah. guy's taking all the all the credit for his business my friend's the one actually doing all the work yeah well the i feel for him yeah but the other thing i would say so any business owner uh who's smart enough to hire the right person which it sounds like this guy was uh he can take all the credit because he hired the right guy and the right guy does a great job been so doing it for six seven years now yeah. yeah so so the boss can take can take credit for that because he hired the right guy to keep it all going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is sweat equity such a thing in the workplace? I mean, I know it doesn't have to be honored per se. Yeah. But I mean, it, it might be professional to say. I mean, is that such a thing? I mean, uh, it's not a very big thing. Yes, it can happen. You can meet somebody fantastic who is very well financed, so they're not in the market for any money, and they really admire and value the skills that you bring especially if they're skills that they don't have. And then your sweat equity does represent a significant value. You know, a a coder in a tech startup is a great example. Uh, But by and large nowadays, uh, especially because getting your hands on money is pretty easy, most people would want some sort of buy-in to have a percentage of the company, certainly in that situation. Gotcha. So, yeah. Man. That, that actually changed really fast. We went from bad, <laughs> we went from bad bosses to partnership, <laughs> business partnership. Either way, the boss is still pretty shitty to just come in and watch TV all the time. Oh, agreed. Just to wrap <laughs> my my point on that. Yeah. Up. Just shitty put, people everywhere. Just to put the Kelsey bow on that box. Boom. Okay. What <laughs> happens when it's a shitty coworker? Strangle them. <laughs> Headbutt their teeth. You have to Violence deal with it. You is have not to condoned deal with it. You on can't like, run to your boss and tattle exactly. and everything. Because you know, then you look bad. It's right. Like, Do you're you tell be... them? Well, yeah. Do you tell them? It's it, a good question. It, I mean, depends you on their, it... it depends on their flavor of shitty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if it's really bothering you that much, isn't there a point where you should if say If there's like, no point hey, man, in saying it, then don't say it. Right. If, if, if it's not going to change anything, why bother? If, if it's somebody who you think that you could sit down and understand and get on like a personal level with, then yeah, talk to them. Try to be nice about it. You know, be like, you're kind of driving me crazy. Not, I'm going to beat the out of you. <laughs> you know? Well, okay. So, okay. I have a question about that then. If you want to address somebody that you work with, do you do it 
at work or do you do it like Ooh. on the phone or via text or email or like what's the most like effective way to address a problem like that? Like, is there, is it, is it okay to address it at work? Because it's a work-related concern, or does it become personal? So, like, what's the line between personal and professional, I guess? It depends on how bad the situation is. So if it's just an emerging conflict, yes, you should absolutely deal with it at work, via email, uh, via a quick meeting if you can. If it's something that has gone um, unattended to and it's going to fester and you know that it's a large issue between you might be safer and more professional to have that conversation you know it may be a happy hour just the two of you away from work afterwards so that nobody does anything that they're going to regret in front of other people hmm. Oh. Hmm. well that flew by always always does golly we didn't get to half the shit we wanted to talk about you know what that means we got to document it and let everybody know next time okay tune in again for more work hacks <laughs> with Fosse skirt with Tony, Alana, and Kelsey, we had another great time. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Woo woo. <laughs> hey, you guys, it's Raphael with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Geektainment Weekly on new radio media. Turtle Power! Detroit. It's the home of some of the world's most talented artists. It's where techno and Motown were born. It's a city where you can experience raw, untamed rock and roll. I'm Ben Rose, and I'm inviting you to join me weekday afternoons from 4 to 5 for the Motor City Juke Joint. I'll have interviews with musicians, info on what's going on around town, and a playlist curated by me just for you. It's all right here on NewRadioMedia.com.